Hey everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 312. So in this week's show, I want to highlight some of the best survival tips from our readers, watchers, and followers that absolutely have changed the way that I personally prepare for survival scenarios. In fact, I'll share five of my own aha moments for you to consider in your own preps. Now, it's all coming right up, but first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 312 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, what is currently MCS Magazine. But if you've been listening to our podcast for the last few weeks now, you'll know that we are getting ready to do a major brand change. We are moving away from Modern Combat and Survival and our magazine model, and we're switching over to an entirely new training platform, an entirely new community-based platform known as, I don't even think we've put this out yet, known as Warrior Life. And our whole mission here is to redefine the, identi- redefine the identity of what people sense as what it means to be a warrior. So it's not about the tattooed Navy SEAL or military contractor with the, with the big beard being seen as like a warrior out on the battlefield. It's about the average person, the average Joe and, and Jane are, that are out there who also have learned things along the way that have helped make them more prepared for any sort of a crisis attack or other threat scenario, whether that is a new firearms training tip or a training tactic that they do or any sort of a home defense tip, or if it's something survival related, something related to the pandemic that you learned or preparing for any sort of a natural disaster or man-made disaster. What I've found over the years is that while I know some things that are are kind of my skill set, like I know the things I'm really good at, what I've discovered is that there have been several aha moments that I've had, a lot of them from our network of over 120 instructors and experts within the industry, but a lot of them come from people just like you who have told me something that I never even thought of before. And I add that to my own preparedness scenario, whether that is for my own self-defense um, or firearms training or my survival preparedness, right? And so what we want to do is we've dis- we've discovered over the years there have been so many of these great tips that we wanted to give you a voice to be able to share those tips, not just with me, but with the rest of the community of warriors out there, the everyday warrior out there. And so we're giving you the opportunity to have your voice in that as well. Now, if you've ever listened to our podcast going back, and we've been doing it for six years now, but you'll find that there are lots of times over the years where you'll hear something in my voice like, I, I've never thought about that. A lot of times that comes from one of the experts that have been out there. But what you don't see is the stuff that happens behind the scenes. It's the it's the the comments that I get on my YouTube channel or that we get in our Facebook page, which now has like a million people in our Facebook followers or on our blog, our podcast channel. It's those comments that I look at and I'm just, they always blow me away. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. There's five things. These are five things that are new lessons for me that I've taken away from you, the everyday warrior out there, and assimilated it into my own protection plan. Okay. Now, for those of you that uh, want to help out with uh, our transition. Now, in September, we are going to be transitioning 
over to our new brand from Modern Combat and Survival over to Warrior Life. So make sure that you start looking for those emails. They're going to start coming out. We'll start letting people know uh, more and more here. But we've put together an advisor team of people just like you who are willing to give us honest feedback on the things that you're looking for. Because this is not about me. It's not about my team. It's not about our network of instructors. It's about you and what you're looking for. What are your needs to be able to get yourself leveled up little by little to, so that you are more prepared today than you were yesterday, but not as prepared as you will be tomorrow. That's what we have, we've discovered it's all about. It's about little things that you can do just to be a little bit more prepared and consistently done. That is what's going to make you far better prepared than going off to some some whiz-bang uh, seminar that's out there or flying out and taking some firearms course for a weekend and getting all charged up about it and coming back and then just dumping that information. Those small increments are what really are going to help you level up your preparedness level, all right? So if you want to become part of our advisor team, there is still room there. You can go on over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior, and you can become part of the Warrior Life Advisor Team. In fact, one of the things that we did last week was we have we got feedback from the advisor team on what our new logo was going to be. If you want to see the new logo, you will see it on that page at moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior. So you can go there, see our new logo, and sign up to be part of the advisor team there as well. We'd love to hear you. We'd love to have you on the team. I'd love to get your feedback. All right? So in preparation for this big transition and it really being about you, we wanted to take some of the voices from the people that have changed my own preps over the years and and really kind of kind of call them out to you. Now, these might be things that you might already know. They could have been tips that you could have shared that I didn't know. You, they might be things that you've heard from me now recently over time that these are the places where I got it from, all right? Or it gave me the spark of an idea for something that I'd thought of. So the whole point is that we help each other as a community of protectors, all right? You are a warrior. We want to hear from you. We want to give you that voice to the rest of the warrior community, all right? So I'm going to give you five aha moments for me here and who gave them to me as well so that we are recognizing those people out there those of you out there that are submitting your strategies, your tactics, um, we want to recognize you. We have ways that are going to be built into our new Warrior Life platform. They're going to reward you for being able to share your information. Okay, All that's coming up. We're going to be giving out more and more information over the next uh, several weeks. But just know it is all coming. All right, But it's really about you. All right, so tip number one here. I have five aha moments here. Okay, So aha moment number one came from somebody that goes off of, this was off of our YouTube channel, and it was, I did a YouTube video on how to put together your bug out bike. All right, now this is something I'm very passionate about. As you know, evacuations, forced evacuations, bugging out, that is an area of expertise for me. That is one of the things that, based upon my military experience and my background, that's an area that I have, I do have a lot of experience in, and a lot of research, and I've developed a lot of special uh, tactics that way. But I'm always looking for more and more tips. And this was one that came from MJ Bartending. That's the person's handle who left a comment on the YouTube video that I did about how I build out my bike. Now, there was only so much I can give out on a video, but uh, what I, I've found that there's been a lot of tips that have come in on that YouTube channel. Now, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you definitely want to go get subscribed to it now because one of the things that we're doing in this big transition over to Warrior Life 
is I have a 1600 square foot uh, it's between 1600 and 1800 square foot facility that we are turning into essentially a big old superhero headquarters to do nothing but filming all the time. So we're going to be putting out a ton of video lessons. And if you want to get, make sure that you are on the subscriber list for that, you want to make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash CQC training, and that will allow you to go over to our channel and you can go ahead and get subscribed to it there. That's going to be one of the first places people are going to be able to start seeing the new material that we're putting out. Okay, but this one came from MJ Bartending on the bike, uh, on the bug out bike video that I did. And we will link to this in the resources section as well. But he said, very important, test the saddle. Now, the saddle is the bike seat for those people that aren't familiar with the nomenclature of different bike parts out there. Okay, but test the saddle. He says, if you get chafing, blisters, or bruises during large tours or a, a bug out uh, scenario, then you won't get that far. You'll risk infection and things like that. So that is very important. I mean, a lot of the seats out there are made to be nice and squishy and nice and comfortable, but they're for short-term rides. When you look at a true racing saddle for a bicycle meant for touring riders, they're oftentimes made of leather. They would seem like they're very hard, but they're actually uh, ergonomically designed to be able to allow you to ride longer. So it might not look like a comfortable seat when you when you get it, but you'll find that it actually is designed for longer rides. Whereas a nice squishy, nice soft seat might seem like something that would be comfortable for a long period of time, but it might not actually be that way. Okay, it might not be designed. It's only designed for short term rides. But MJ Bartending also had some other tips in here that I did find really things. So I already knew about the saddle. I used to I used to race bicycles, and I know about long distance tour riding like that. But he also brought up some other things here. So he said, I'm also, uh, I'm also getting self-sealing tires, uh, which I did not really know that there were self-sealing tires out there. And that makes a lot of sense because you can waste a lot of time out there with a, uh, um, a tire that runs flat and trying to fix it. Um, but here's something that um, he, he brought up a really good point here. And he said, it's best to have some essentials on you in case you need to jump off quickly. So I found that to be a especially good tip that I hadn't thought about putting in any of the videos that I have, because as we say, whenever, whenever it comes to everyday carry, you want to make sure that uh, you might, you might be actually, and it's not about you need to make sure of it. Like you might find that the only thing that you have available to you is what you have on your person. That, that's even if you have a bug out bag filled with gear, if you get ambushed, you get, um, you have to leave in the middle of the night and you get overrun in your encampment or whatever the, the situation could be. You might only have what you have on your person. So your everyday carry is extremely important. So let's say that you're on a bug out bike and other people are stopped and they see you and they, you know, they ambush you because you have a bike. They don't. They want to get out of the area and your the, your bike is the best way for them to do that. Well, if they ambush you somehow and they take your bike and you're, you've got your materials on your bike, well, they now own your materials also. So you want to make sure that you do have some essentials on you for everyday carry that you can, you can keep with you in case you have to jump off quickly and get away. All right. This is one of the reasons why we do have our everyday carry we call it our scram bag, our social chaos response and mobility bag. And that's a really good place to, to hold some survival gear that you can have on you. It's not too big and bulky that you can, you don't have to, um, that you're riding with and it's, it's going all over the place. Some other things that he said here were quick detach reflectors in case you need more discretion, which I thought was a great, a great tip. And then dynamo powered light for when batteries run out. So you want to make sure that if you do have a light that you are using on your bike that is dynamo powered. So it, it basically, will charge itself as you're, as you're riding in case batteries do run low on that sort of thing. Okay. So a lot of great tips there from MJ bartending on our YouTube channel. 
Um, okay, aha moment for me number 31 uh, comes from a webinar that we did. This was a special masterclass that we did related to um, related to collapse survival. And this one comes from Bob from Arlington. Uh, this one came from Bob from Arlington, Pennsylvania. And what Bob said was, um, run flat tires aren't just for action movies. You've probably seen footage of police chases on television in which drivers of vehicles whose tires are badly damaged continue trying to run. The rims pour out sparks and the vehicles lose most of their mobility. In the end, the cops always capture the drivers of these damaged vehicles. In an escape and evasion situation, you can't climb out and change a tire with angry mobs around you. Consider very seriously equipping your vehicle with run-flat tires. Now, this is something I take very seriously, and you've probably heard me say this several times in relation to one of my vehicles I have is a Mini Cooper, tiny little Mini Cooper. People laugh at me. They call it my little clown car, <laughs> but I love this car. Now, it comes standard for the most part, I think it still does, with run-flat tires on it. And this was one of the reasons that I really like this vehicle, not to mention it's like it's like riding a super fast go-kart because it takes turns like crazy. I mean, I can, I can get in and out of small areas. It's super durable. And I, I love this car. For me, it's my urban, it's the best urban escape and evasion vehicle I've got here. But run flat tires on any vehicle can give you the ability that if you are in a mob, like we're seeing chaos and, and pandemonium out there right now. And if you, do, if you are driving through and you see, you suddenly come across a mob and they, they puncture your tires somehow with a knife or, or some other device. Well, then, you don't want to be trying to evade people on a flat tire. You might even have multiple flat tires if you're surrounded by the mob. And just like Bob put out in his tip here is that all of those car chases you see where a flat a, a tire goes flat, they always end up going off the road. So this is one way that you can at least escape out of the area much more easily than if you're trying to just, you're on rims trying to get out of there and you have sparks flying all over the place. All right. So, um, so Bob, this was a webinar that we did uh, quite a long time ago, and I thought this was a great, a great thing that he talked about. And we actually, that was one of the reasons why I loved the Mini Cooper when I got it. I hadn't really thought about this before. All right. Um, okay. The another, the uh, another one that we got was during that same webinar that we did, that master class, and it was from a guy named Jim from Philadelphia. And Jim said that um, having all the guns, ammunition, magazines in the world won't help you if a critical spring or a firing pin breaks. There are firearm accessory providers who offer complete spare parts kits and individual spare parts for many popular weapons. Make sure you have spare parts on hand for your gun's high wear parts, especially things like firing pins, extractors, and recoil springs. A broken gun is a useless paperweight, and in times of social chaos, it can be very difficult to do something about the problem. Have the parts on hand before, that, before the fact so that you can keep your weapons operating. This I had never really even thought about before, right? In the military, I never really had to worry about carrying spare parts on me. We had an armor. Well, I hadn't really thought about a survival scenario if there was a true collapse. Well, I'm not just going to be able to go down to my local armor and be able to go and get those parts. So we've added this actually to even to our bug out bag list to be able to put spare parts in there for any of the weapons that you're going to choose as your survival weapons should you have to uh, to have to evacuate or even in a survive in place scenario. No matter anything that cuts down the supply system or, or shuts it down, you want to make sure that you have the ability to protect yourself. It's one of those key things that you need to be able to do. And so are you prepared to do that? Do you have the simple things that you can replace if you're going to need them? This was a great tip that really changed how I looked at prepping for survival.
Okay. Aha moment for me number four actually comes from a, a an off. I mean, this was somebody who who actually leaves a lot of tips for us on our blog and uh, especially for our podcast. And this is Sam W. You probably heard me bring Sam W. up in the past. I mean. I, this this guy I, there's like it's just a plethora of of really amazing tips out there and I've learned so much from the comments that he's left on our blog especially for our podcast here and this was one that he had left and he said the more situationally the more situationally aware you become the more people will think you're psychic before the toilet po- before the toilet paper shortages hit I heard that China had stopped shipping toilet paper. I let my friends or I left my friends notes to buy extra toilet paper. I told them the meat shortage was coming when the first plant closed. I hope sooner or later they will listen when I speak. It also helps to network amongst observers. I heard about both from a different podcaster. So he uh Sam is somebody that listens to several of these different podcasts and he shares tips out there. For, for those podcasts as well as for ours, and he shares the information that he does find. Now, this is somebody who really has his ear to the ground to be able to listen for the things before they actually come, right? Now, we talk about this all the time, like you don't want to be one of those people trying to get fuel down at the gas station when the hurricane is coming because that's when the fist fights break out, right? You always want to be prepared ahead of time. That's why we say, you know, don't let your, your fuel tank and your vehicle go down below at least a quarter of a tank, preferably more than that, but let's be realistic. Uh, also, it's helpful to have fuel stored at home so that you do not have to go out to those areas where people are mobbed and they're mad at each other because they're taking too much fuel. It's the same reason why you should be stocked up on on food so that you're not down at the grocery store when everybody is there and it's all chaos is, is, is breaking out there, right? Well, how do you know when to do those things? Well, most people don't wait to, I mean, most people are, aren't doing them right now. They're waiting too long. But if you at least have your ear to the ground, like Sam is talking about, when he looked and saw that China had stopped shipping toilet paper around, he got a clue that, you know what? You know what people are going to be going for. And what did we find out that people were going to be going for first? They all went for the toilet paper. Nobody could figure it out. Sam had it figured out. He shared the tips with our community. And I really appreciate it. And that's something that I hadn't thought about looking that far out as far as the shipping distributions of the places where we get things a lot of times and find out what is coming up in front of us. All right, Sam, thanks for all of the great tips that you leave for us all the time. Okay. All right. And finally, number, uh, the aha moment, number five here, uh, came from a guy, Ray from Huntington beach. And he said, consider, uh, consider preparing to help your neighbors without their knowledge, adding to your food and water stores and preparation. And the key here is without their knowledge. All right. Add to your food and water stores and preparations enough uh, supplies to help your neighbors when they experience distress. Helping your neighbors, protecting your neighborhood is the best way to find like-minded people without being accused of starting a domestic terrorist group. In a world where people are hypersensitive to the concept of preparing, simply being willing to, to help your neighbors could go a long way toward ensuring your own family's safety. Don't turn them away. Don't turn them away. Prepare ahead of time to help them. Now, this was a great tip. Again, this was um this was a long time ago that we ran this masterclass, and I've followed this ever since that. In fact, it was. Um, optimize actually with a, with uh, my friend um, Ox, who you've heard me talk about before as well, who's another guy that really walks the talk out there. And what Ox did with, with uh, this sort of a tip is that he strategically looks at who he's going to provide his preps for. So in other words, uh, or as an example, he has a local police officer that he is told, like, don't worry, I have your family taken care of. 
And that way, if something ever does happen and there is a true collapse out there, that at least he has an ally on the local police force that he's is going to have his back. So if it comes to where it could even be like gun confiscation that happens, right? We've seen this in certain disasters that have been out there in certain times of chaos that there have been local governments that have gone to confiscating weapons that are out there. Well, wouldn't it be good to have a police officer that can help the rest of the team or whoever's doing the confiscation kind of bypass your home because he's got your back, you've got his back or her back, okay? So this is a great idea also because you don't want your neighbors knocking on your door in any sort of a scenario where they are not prepared, they don't have food and those types of things. And the key here being without their knowledge, because if they know that you're giving them this, uh, these preps, then when they run out, they can come knocking on your door. So you always want to keep the intel to yourself. You don't want people to know that you are out there preparing for these types of things because you don't want to be a target in any sort of a shutdown like that. All right. So prepare ahead of time. And, and we talked about this before. You, uh, this was something we talked about on the pandemic masterclass that I did at the beginning of the pandemic, where we talked about you can start to put together supplies now for those people that you don't want knocking on your door, and you can leave it there anonymously. All right, this wasn't in the tip here, but this was something that um, you can just leave it on their door. Um, you can you can leave it for people so that they don't know where it came from. All right. So this was, again, a long time ago, and it's changed the way that I've prepared ever since then. All right. So I've started to prepare extra food extra supplies for the people around me that I know are going to need it and I don't want knocking on my door. All right. Those are just five aha moments. Now, listen, you are going to be able to give your own tips as well. We're going to have lots of opportunities with our new Warrior Life brand. And so if you want to join the advisor team and share your feedback now, you can go on over to www.moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior and sign up to be a part of our advisor team there and give your feedback. Just know that it is all coming up. We're going to be starting the transition over in September, so be ready for that. Know that it's going to be coming. Make sure that you are on our email list as well so you're getting notifications of what's coming up. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.